Hi, this is Pastor Greg Ryan of Faith Bible Church in Mechanicsville, Maryland, coming at you with my weekly podcast, So I Was Reading. In it, I'll share my observations and applications on something I read in God's Word this week, and I hope and pray that these thoughts will bless you in some way as we delve into the Word together and pray about what we've learned. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I have to say, uh, I'm a little scatterbrained at the moment. Well, let me uh, restate that. I'm a little more scatterbrained than usual at the moment. This is um, this is the first podcast I've written after returning from a trip to visit my new granddaughters in Florida. My daughter decided to birth two little girls rather than just one because grandchildren just rolls off the tongue better than grandchild. Uh, so point being, my thoughts are being pulled in a bunch of directions this week as I play catch up. Uh, So not that I wouldn't do this anyway, but it is a good idea to ask for some guidance and some focus. Thus, let us pray. Lord God, Holy Spirit, we want to humble ourselves before you as we look at your inspired word today. Help me to communicate your truths accurately and help us learn from these words that you spoke through your servants so long ago. Bless this study and all who listen with a deeper understanding of you and of your will. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. So, I was reading chapter 13 of Deuteronomy and didn't get very far. I should probably just uh, give up and do this expositorily, just go verse by verse. But no, I'll press on. Maybe doing that, but probably not. Background. We're in the section of Deuteronomy where Moses has been reminding Israel of the stipulations of the Mosaic Covenant, and he just finished a long section stressing the need to be absolutely obedient to God, to actually be in allegiance with him and with his program, if you will. In chapter 12, um, Moses turns to talk about some supplemental requirements of the covenant, and he begins by discussing there Israel's ceremonial consecration, consecration being an act by which a person or a thing or an entire nation, i.e. Israel, is separated or set apart from the secular, the profane, the mundial use, and is and is dedicated then permanently to the sacred by prayers, um, rites, ceremonies, or actually in this case, a covenant with God himself. Now, consecration in the strict sense is to cause an intimate and permanent transformation in the very essence of the person or the object or the group that can never be revoked, nor can it be repeated. You don't repeat something permanent. I mean, why would you? You you can't. It's just permanent. Right? Well, anyway, we're going to read the first four verses of chapter 13, and I'll again be reading from the CSB. So here we go. If a prophet or someone who has dreams arises among you and proclaims a sign or wonder to you, and that sign or wonder he has promised you comes about, but he says, let's follow other gods which you have not known, and let's worship them. Do not listen to that prophet's words or to that dreamer. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. You must follow the Lord your God and fear him. 
You must keep his commands and listen to him. You must worship him and remain faithful to him. So this is from a passage that the CSB titles, The False Prophet. Now, there were no titles to little sections in these letters and, and stuff in the original. This is, this is what they've done to kind of get the idea of each passage. And, and like I said, the CSB calls this The False Prophet. Now, interestingly, just looking at two other versions so as not to drag this out, the ESV labels the same section warning against idolatry, whereas the NASB entitles the passage shun idolatry. So the first two titles are nouns or noun phrases to be precise, uh, but the CSB title tends to focus on the offender, the prophet, while the ESV focuses on the offended, the tribe of Israel in the form of a warning to them about the words and ideas and manipulations and seductions of said offending prophet. Now, the NASB also focuses on the offended, but it is a complete imperative sentence. It's a command to shun idolatry, understood subject you. Um, and as we see in the text of the passage, this implies a shunning of the person promoting the idolatry as well. And this is what popped at me, or I, sh I should say the reason he or she is to be shunned as given in verse 3 popped at me. Essentially, uh, Moses says that the reason other religions, those whose adherents worship other gods, or dare I say even no gods, I'm going to bring this in, into the modern world, the, the reason other religions even exist is to test whether or not you, quote, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. In Mark 2, one of the scribes asked Jesus, which is the greatest or most important commandment, and he replies in verse 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Jesus goes a step further, two steps further, um, something to do with progressive revelation, building on past revelation, something like that. Not getting on that. Uh, this raises an important question, though. How can one do that if one has no other option? Is it really love if there exists no choice not to love? Example. I can download a screensaver on my computer that every time I turn it on says, I love you, Pastor Greg. Does it, though? Does it love me? No, it's, it's programmed to say that one thing or write that one thing on the screen. It has no choice. We have free will. We have choice. We have the power to choose. But what good is the power to choose if there's only one thing to choose? I'm starving. I haven't eaten in three weeks. This is hypothetical. My body is giving out. Suddenly, I find myself at a fast food joint. It's like a rift in the fabric of space of time or something. Just go with it. And I approach the, the counter, starving. And the dude behind the counter says, welcome to blah, blah, blah. I don't really hear where because I'm, I'm really hungry. Um, can I take your order? And I look up at the menu. And on the menu, they have a fish sandwich. That's it. A fish sandwich. Um, this place's entire menu consists of one particular fish sandwich. If I want to eat, 
there's one item I can order. That fish sandwich. So I order it. And I eat it. Question. Does that mean I like fish sandwiches? Does it mean that it's my favorite food? That it's all I want? No. I don't really like fish sandwiches. But if it's my only choice of sustenance, I'm ordering it. And I'm eating it. See, God wants us to love him. He created us to love and to worship him. Can we truly love him, however, without an opportunity not to love him? Well, obviously, the answer is no. See, but it, it isn't up to God to take away those opportunities not to love him. It's up to us to shun those opportunities to create and to worship other gods of our own making. If we choose to worship, to put in the place of the one true God, objects or activities or ourselves or our desires or money or statues or false versions of Jesus or the Father or the Holy Spirit, those things aren't gods in and of themselves. It is us who make them gods to us. We don't create the thing. Sometimes we do. Um, but we do make a false god of the thing. And that, friends, isn't loving God with all your heart and all your soul. That isn't passing the test of love and obedience to the only one who deserves our love and obedience. So, is a false prophet a false hope? A false promise, a false idea, a false thing pulling you from loving God, from obeying God? Are your heart and soul allied to something other than God? Then friends, if, if any of us can say yes to that, then we need some sort of realignment. Push that thing away. Destroy that thing stronghold in you. Is it too powerful for you? Then flee from it? Is its pull, kind of like its gravity, too strong for you to break free from? Then don't do it alone. Seek help. Help from family, from friends, a church body, some Christian counseling, whatever. Whatever you choose, though, don't forget your Father in heaven, whose help you really need. Pray to Him to guide you away from that which really only seeks to destroy you. Turn your eyes, as the old song says, upon Jesus. So let's pray. Father, guide us today. Help us to see you for who you really are. And help us to seek and obey you above all else. You gave us life and you have offered us a way out of death through your son and his death and resurrection. Help us to never lose sight of that fact, to never be seduced away from you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for spending time with me again. And as always, I will look forward to the next time we can spend some time together. Uh, but for now, have a blessed week. And as always, I'm waving goodbye to you. 
So I Was Reading is a ministry of Faith Bible Church of Mechanicsville, Maryland, a non-denominational body of believers bound together by a desire to know the Lord and to reach others with His gospel message. If you are interested to know more about our church, our beliefs, or this podcast, you can contact us at so I was reading at faithbiblemd.org or look us up on the World Wide Web at faithbiblemd.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week in His name.